0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, July 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Capturing carbon has become a big part of the Biden administration's efforts to lower greenhouse gas emissions, and tax credits are playing a key role.
1: They help essentially put the thumb on the scale to make technologies that might be a little bit more expensive, something that's cost effective here and now.
0: We'll examine the cost and effectiveness of carbon tax credits in just a few minutes. The leader of the Missouri House Democrats is running for governor. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports Crystal Quaid believes she is the person who can break Republican dominance of state government.
1: Quaid is a Springfield Democrat who has been House Minority Leader since the start of the 2019 session. She says she'll be a bulwark against a Republican legislature that she contends is too extreme, especially on issues like abortion rights. Missouri Democrats have lost ground in rural and suburban counties in recent years, but Quaid says she can build a diverse geographic coalition to prevail in November 2024.
0: And my time as the Democratic leader in the House have, has really proven that I can identify and reach with Democrats uh, regardless of where they're from.
1: Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft and Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe are running for governor as Republicans. Senator Bill Igel of Weldon Spring is also expected to enter the contest. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Another Democratic contender is jumping into Missouri's U.S. Senate contest. State Senator Carla May announced her bid this weekend to take on Republican Senator Josh Hawley. The St. Louis Democrat represents parts of St. Louis and St. Louis County. May has played a key role in crafting legislation around overhauling criminal justice and is a member of the influential Senate Appropriations Committee. She joins Lucas Kuntz and Wesley Bell in the U.S. Senate contest. The winner of the primary could be well-funded in November from Democrats across the country who dislike Hawley. Missouri Republicans could override Governor Mike Parson's line-item vetoes of the state budget. Parson objected to more than 200 items totaling around $555 million. The GOP chief executive says he wanted to prevent future budgetary problems. But House Budget Chairman Cody Smith of Carthage says his colleagues are dismayed by a lot of the governor's decisions and may try to override those vetoes when lawmakers return in September.
1: I will note that after the end of the uh, budget process this year, we left over $2 billion unexpended uh, in the state treasury, and that is th- th- there's no precedent for that.
0: At least two-thirds of the House and Senate would need to vote to overturn Parsons' line-item vetoes. A government watchdog group is offering solutions to Illinois' public pension woes. Claudia Morrell reports.
1: Illinois' pension problems are bad, like $248 billion in liabilities bad. With $109 billion in assets, that works out to about a 44% funded ratio of the state's five pension funds. For decades, the state wasn't paying what was actually owed to cover retirees. Instead, it used an arbitrary multiplier. State law has remedied that, and the Center for Tax and Budget Accountability has more ideas for how to pay down that bill. Refinancing the debt, issuing pension obligation bonds, and amending the payment schedule, moving the state's portion to the first day of the fiscal year, not the last. I'm Claudia
0: Morrell. St. Louis based artists who want to buy a house have affordable options thanks to a new round of grants from the St. Louis Art Place Initiative. More homes in the Gravoy Park neighborhood are available to artists who can pay $1,000 toward the down payment. The initiative will cover the remaining initial cost. Artists will pay about $750 a month to cover the mortgage. Kaveh Rosani is the initiative's co director. He says it aims to build generational wealth for local artists.
1: We get to appreciate and consume and patronize their art, but a lot of times we don't recognize that the individuals that create that work, this cultural wealth for our region, are living in the margin.
0: Applications open this coming Saturday, July 15th. The Cardinals have hit the All Star break following yesterday's 4 3 victory over the White Sox in 10 innings. That game was in Chicago. The cards go into the break in last place, 14 games below 500. It's their lowest winning percentage at the break since 1990. They are 11 and a half games out of first, 11 games out of a wild card playoff spot. The Cardinals' next game is Friday at home against Washington. The White House has set a goal of reaching a carbon-free grid by 2050. The linchpin to this plan? Tax credits. Lots of them. Last year's Inflation Reduction Act committed more than $250 billion in tax credits to jumpstart the country's clean energy transition. Harvest Public Media's Juan Pablo Ramirez-Franco has more about how the surge in funding could help carbon capture technology.
1: Walking between two rows of fermentation drums at the Adkins Energy ethanol plant in Northwest Illinois, Jason Townsend shows me a pipe overhead. And the pipe is is that one, the Uh, way up top. Townsend, who's worked at the facility for two decades, tells me it emits something like 175,000 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere a year.
0: Oh sure, yeah. You see, it's running along the catwalk up there, in between the two tanks.
1: That pipe connects several fermentation tanks and collects the CO2 produced in the process of making ethanol, a form of alcohol derived primarily from corn that is widely blended into fuel. And very soon, the CO2 coming out of that pipe will be captured, which could help the U.S. hit the Biden administration's goal of net zero atkins energy is in the beginning stages of piloting a new technology that would capture co2 and turn it into green methanol a popular biofuel with all kinds of industrial applications the plant's general manager bill howell says it's expensive to take this on and so the question is how much risk can companies assume
0: in the early stages in order to participate in that developing market. The
1: Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, both passed last year, are attempting to answer that question. Together, they're investing hundreds of billions of dollars over the next decade to jumpstart the clean energy transition. Included is a whole set of new and revised tax credits. They're aimed at building infrastructure, like EV charging stations, wind and solar power, and carbon capture. Noah Deitch is a deputy assistant secretary for carbon management at the Department of Energy. They help essentially put the thumb on the scale to make technologies that might be a little bit more expensive, but are zero emissions today. Something that's cost-effective here and now. The Inflation Reduction Act also expands uncapped tax credits, like the 45Q which in the past paid $45 per ton of CO2 captured and permanently sequestered underground. The new law almost doubles that and pays even more if gas is removed directly from the air. The lucrative tax credits are already having an effect. Three pipeline projects propose capturing CO2 from dozens of Midwestern ethanol facilities and then transporting and sequestering it under Illinois and North Dakota, the Congressional Budget Office and the Joint Committee on Taxation estimate that carbon capture and sequestration credits will cost the government upwards of $3 billion over the next nine years. However, Neil Moroda, the Assistant Vice President and Policy Advisor at the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, says taxpayers could be on the hook for even more. They're uncapped. so the ultimate take up just depends on how much commercial viability and interest there
0: is in trying to pursue carbon capture projects
1: marotta co-authored a brookings institute report that found that the tax credits could cost somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred billion dollars over the next 10 years or 30 times what the government estimated and there is concern about whether the money will be well spent. Steve Ellis is the president of Taxpayers for Common Sense. He says an analysis by federal agencies found that 10 companies claimed over a billion dollars in 45Q tax credits previously. And when they did the analysis, they found that $894 million worth of those credits, so almost the entire amount, you know, nearly 90%, Did not comply with EPA guidance. The Treasury Department and the IRS are expected to release revised guidance on tax credits later this year. The DOE's Deitch says tax credits may be expensive, but they're worth it. The alternative is emissions going into the air making climate change worse. And that could be even more costly. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Juan Pablo Ramírez-Franco.
0: Aaron Jordan of the Cedar Rapids Gazette contributed to this story as part of a collaboration with the Mississippi River Basin Egg and Water Desk and Harvest Public Media. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. It is National Pina Colada Day, so we're going out with that song. I'm Wayne Pratt.